Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we get started, I do want to let you know today's show is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners, and I especially want to thank Andrea uh, uh, Johnston for her support. We'll send access to the premium site, as we do with all donations of $7 or more. And you can support the show at support.greatdetectives.net. Also over at greatdetectives.net, my review of the Nero Wolf book, The Mother Hunt. And you can get my weekly articles sent to you uh, through your Kindle, and you can try that service out free for uh, two weeks uh, in the Kindle store to search for Great Detectives of Old Time Radio on the blog subscriptions. Well, now it's time for our two episodes of Police Headquarters. This one is uh, Blackmail and Forgery. Let's take a listen to these two episodes. Police headquarters. Hold the wire, Ann. Homicide details, Sergeant McCumber. Hello, Mac. This is Mike Ryan. What's eating on you, Mike? We got a case for you, fellas. Yes? Yeah. In the Wagner Hotel. Fellow by the name of Gus Brockman. Killed in his room. Brockman, huh? Well, I ain't surprised. Who found him? One of the bellhops. Okay, I'll be right down. Keep everybody away from the room. All right, Mac. A, uh, Tuffy Travis of the Gazette is here already. What's he doing there? Lives here, he says. Well, keep him out of the room, too. I don't want any newspaper guys spoiling things. Right. I'm Sergeant McCumber, police headquarters. We're investigating that shooting. Oh, yes, sir. Fourth floor, 421, sir. Elevator to your right. Yeah, thanks. Four. Ah, there you are, Sergeant. How about a statement? Uh, when are you going to make an arrest? Uh, was it the work of a gang or one man? How did the murderer get into Brockman's room? Lay off, Tuppy. You know I ain't been in the room yet. Oh, can I get a description of the murderer? How about fingerprints? All right, lay off. Where is the room? Right here, Sarge. The officer on the beat is guarding the remains. Good. You stay out here. Oh, why pick on me, Sarge? After all, I'm I'm only earning a living. Besides, I live in this hotel. I might know something of interest. Yeah, I'll bet. All right, come in and shut the door. Thanks, Sarge. Where's the... Oh, hello, Ryan. Here he is, sir. Yeah, I see. You can get back on your beat, Ryan. Sure. Hmm. Hard-looking mug, isn't he, Sergeant? Who, Ryan? No, no, our victim here, Brockman. Yeah. 
Nobody will miss him. He's been on our books for years. Who do you think shot him? What do you think I am, a crystal gazer? <laughs> no, no, I, I just thought you might have a hunch. Not on this case. There's a hundred guys right here in this town who'd bump him off for a hundred different reasons. Yeah, popular, huh? About as popular as a skunk. Well, I'm expected to work as hard on this as if he was Mr. Van Astor III. <laughs> Phone for the bellhop who found him and get him up here. All right, Mac. How come you're in on this, Tuffy? No, I was just going to my room to get some sleep when the bellhop runs into me in the hall. He, he tells me there's a dead man in 421, so I looks in and sure n- Hello? Oh, uh, the sergeant wants to talk to the bellhop who found Brockman. Okay. You're right up, Mac. Good. Well, there's no sign of a fight. Whoever killed Brockman walked right into this room and started pumping lead. Yep. Wonder if anybody heard the shot. I don't know. Nobody reported it if they did. Hmm. His coat has a button ripped off of it and his inside pocket has turned out. Looks like the murderer was after something, huh? Looks like it all right, Sarge. Come in. What do you want? Why, uh, I... Well? They told me you wanted to see me, sir. Oh, you're the bellboy who found the body, huh? Come in. Yes, sir. What's your name? Jack Soto, sir. How'd you happen to find this man? Well, I was delivering ice water to 409 when, when I happened to see this door partway open. And... Go ahead. Well, I'd seen Mr. Brockman come in earlier. And... Wait a minute. What time did he come in? About 1. All right. Well, about 1.30, I saw the door open, as I said, so I knocked a couple of times and, and went in. You know, he was laying just to see him now. You know who killed him? No, sir. Anyone come up here tonight after Brockman did? No, sir. How do you know? Well, because I'm the night elevator operator as well, sir, and I'd have seen him. But they could have walked up, couldn't they? I guess so, sir. And you wouldn't have seen them then? Well, not if I was upstairs at the time. Anybody else downstairs who could have seen him? Oh, a switchboard operator, sir, Miss Williams. Uh, I want to talk to her. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, he's here. Just a minute. It's the switchboard dame in person, Sarge. Uh, has something she thinks you ought to know. Yeah, good. Hello? Yeah. He did. What time was it? Hmm. What name did he give? Get this, Tuffy. Okay. Hello? Thomas Drake. All right, thanks. Well, it's not such a sticker after all. The switchboard operator says Brockman got a call right after he came up. She overheard what was said. Oh, sure, they always do. The call was from a house phone. And someone says, this is Thomas Drake. And Brockman answered, come up. Oh, Yeah. All we gotta do is find this Thomas Drake. And I got a hunch it won't be a very hard job. Sergeant McCumber. In the next room, sweating the guy. Oh, yeah. Who is it? Uh, Thomas Drake? Yeah. Uh-huh. I heard that he picked him up. Where'd he find him? At his hotel. Mm-hmm. Get anything out of him yet? Uh-huh, not yet. Sergeant's still working on him. Hmm. We've been at him for about uh, four hours now. Well, uh, do you uh, think he did it? Sure. Uh-huh. Well, I gotta get back. We'll have a statement from him inside of the hour. Uh, you're, uh, helping the Sarge grill the guy, aren't you? Yeah. Mind if I come in for a few minutes? Why, I guess not. Come on in. Well, Mr. Drake, all I know is it looks bad. But I didn't kill him, I tell you. I didn't. Then why did you call him up? I didn't call him up. I was in the gaiety club all evening. You ain't got any witnesses. But I was there. 
club right next door to the hotel. You went over for just a few minutes, didn't you? No. You're lying. Oh, I'm not. I tell you, I didn't. You admit knowing this, Brockman. No. That's a lie. The doorman at the Gaiety Club told us that you had a fight with him in front of the club one night. Well, what if I did? Then you must know him. Oh, but I didn't kill him. You're lying. You sneaked out of the Gay- Gaiety Club at one o'clock. You called Brockman up, and when you reached his room, you shot him. No, I didn't. I tell you, I didn't. You had something you wanted. That's not true. It is. It isn't. Please. Won't you believe me? I keep pounding at me like this for hours. You'll admit killing Brockman? No, I didn't kill him. I didn't. I didn't. Please. Won't you let me have a glass of water? Yeah, sure. If you'll admit that you killed Brockman. Oh, but I didn't. That's a lie. Why'd you and Brockman fight? Why did you call him up last night? Why'd you go to his room? Why did you kill him? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Now, listen, Grace. I feel sorry for you, and I want to help you. You're just a young fellow. You've got a whole lifetime ahead of you. This is the first time you've ever been in trouble, isn't it? Yes. All right. Now, this isn't the first case of homicide we've ever handled. Don't forget that. You've heard of justifiable homicide, haven't you? Yeah. Well, maybe this is a case of justifiable homicide. Maybe you had a good reason to kill Brockman. Maybe it's a reason that any jury in the country would acquit you on. All we want you to do is sign a statement giving you a reason for shooting Brockman. That's all. (laughs) But I didn't shoot him. That's a lie. You fought with him in front of the Gaiety Club about a week ago. What about? Blackmail. Uh, he was blackmailing me. I'd been at it for years. I saw him in front of the club and, well, I, I lost my temper. So last night you went to see him and shot him? No. Listen, Drake, why don't you confess and we'll all go home and get some sleep? <laughs> but I didn't kill him. What was he blackmailing you about? Something I did years ago. The woman. Well, don't you see? I'm going to be married next month, and he threatened to tell my fiancée. How much did he want? $20,000. I didn't have it. I gave him five and told him he'd have to wait for the rest. When did you give him the five grand? Earlier last night. What time? About 10 o'clock. Met him in front of the post office. Any witnesses? No, I was alone. That five grand was all you had, wasn't it? Yeah. And paying him, after paying him, you got to thinking about it, didn't you? You followed him to the hotel. You called him up and killed him. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, We'll continue this tomorrow. Take him away, Weaver. Yes, sir. Come on, you. Well, Sarge, you, you didn't get anywhere, did you? Not yet, but I'll get it. I'll have a confession out of him by morning. If you do, it won't be the truth, Mac. What do you mean by that? I mean that Drake didn't kill Brockman. Baloney. I know a guilty man when I see one. Well, I know you usually do, Sarge, but this time you're wrong. Dead wrong. Hello? Yeah, just a minute. For you, Tuffy. Thanks. Hello? Oh, uh, yes, Owens. Good, good. I'll I'll get him to come right over. Well, Sarge, you got the wrong man, and I'll prove it. Yeah? What makes you so sure? Because Brockman's murderer just registered at the Wagner Hotel under the name of Tony Steele, and you're going with me to make the pinch. I found this Thomas Drake before you fellas did and convinced him that uh, he was in a jam and if he didn't give me the lowdown on what happened. What did he tell you? He told me about the blackmailing, how Brockman wanted 20 grand and how he only had five to give him. Well, I had a hunch that Brockman has been working with a mob. 
but that he had tried this Drake blackmailing on his own hook. Oh, I see. I figured that Brockman had been killed because some other member of the gang knew about his collecting five grand from Drake. So I pulled a fast one. I breezed around that Drake had paid Brockman twenty grand in full. I see. And the guy that killed him would think that there was still fifteen grand hidden in Brockman's room. Right. And right now, the fellow's in the next room, Brockman's room, looking for him. What the... Get in there, quick! Brian, are you hurt? No, but I had to wing this guy, sir. He was searching this room inch by inch, and he ran across me in the closet. He reached for his rod, and I let him have it. Or he's just stunned. Good work. Get that man's gun, Tuffy. Yeah. We'll check it with the bullets. Nice work, Ryan. Don't thank me, sir. Thank Tuffy. It was his idea. Well, it was the first one he ever had. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe you'll learn that when you want results on your justifiable homicides, to call on Tuffy Travis, the town's top-notch journalist. Uh... Headquarters. Right. Hello, Tim. Send a car to the Wagner Hotel. Sergeant McCumber is holding the confessed murderer. Police headquarters. Hold the wire, please. Detective Bureau. Captain McArthur. Oh, this is Harris Withers, president of the Merchant Bank. Yes. What can we do for you, Mr. Well, there's a man here trying to cash a bogus check for $10,000. Is there now, you say? Yes. Well, stall him. I'll get a man right over. Very well, Captain. Hey, Captain, grab a short call, Carl Powers, and beat it over to the Merchant's Bank. There's a man over there right now trying to cash a hot check for $10,000. Wow, 10000 Get going. All right. All right, Joe, pull up here. Stick out here in front of the bank in case the guy makes a break for it. Okay, Frank. I'll be right out with a customer trying to cash a hot check for ten grand. That's a good one. Uh, you're the man from headquarters? Yeah. Where's this check passer? Right over there at the window. Right. man leaning against the counter with a small bag in his hand. I see him. Come on. All right, buddy, you're under arrest. Arrest? For what? You know for what. But I haven't done anything. No? I suppose it's all right to try passing hot checks if you're too lazy to make an honest living. But I'm not passing hot checks. There must be some mistake. Oh, there's a mistake, all right. And you made it, trying to slip the bank a bad check. Come on, come on. Wait a minute. I work for the Davis Construction Company. This is a regular payroll check, cashed here every week. Oh, what about this, Mr. Withers? The man's wrong, officer. The Davis payroll check was cashed about 30 minutes ago. The feller had the other check presented to him. He called me, and I called you. What? Why, I just left the office. I'm sure there was no other check made out. Say, wait a minute. There's something screwy here. Got an office we can use for a minute, Mr. Withers? Why, certainly. You can use mine. Right over here. All right. Come along, buddy. If you can prove that you're an employee of the Davis Construction Company, somebody has pulled a fast one. Yeah. All right, I'll see what I can do about it. 
Well, are you satisfied? Yes. You're the authorized bearer, all right, but uh, who was this other man who beat you here? You've got me there, officer. Mm. Uh, Mr. Withers. Yes? I'd like to see the check that your teller cashed and ask him to write out a detailed description of the man who brought it in. All right. I'll get it for you. Uh, this an outside phone? Yes. Dial O. Give me uh, police headquarters. Let her sit down, buddy, until I report this thing. Uh, hello, uh, give me Captain MacArthur. Hello, Captain. Powers. Now, the, uh, the fellow I came over to pinch was the real McCoy. I don't know yet. I'll phone the description as soon as I get it, but, uh, you might get the radio going for a guy with ten grand and a little black bag. Uh, okay, Captain. Here's the check. Uh, good. Uh, let me see the real one. Here it is. Hmm. Neat work. Yeah. Take an expert to tell him apart. Uh, what's this paper? Why, that's the money requisite which came with the check. Tells how they want the money. Hmm. Is this uh, requisite the same as the one your company made out, fella? Let's see. Yes, it's identical. Yeah. Well, this job was done by an expert. Somebody who planned it for weeks. Who added all the information he needed. Yes, sir, we've got a tough job on our hands. Well, we'll do our best. Looks like you'll have to give it up, Powers. Been working on it for three weeks now. I'm making one last stab, Captain. What's that? And you know, I've uh, maintained all along that this hot check was the work of an expert. Yeah? A man who's passed plenty of them in his time. That's right. I've got it figured out that this fellow wouldn't risk cashing a check himself, so he probably got a dupe to do it for him. Uh, a guy who wouldn't know the check was hot. Mm, well, it sounds reasonable. How would he get in touch with a man like that? Well, that's just it. He'd advertise. Yeah? Uh, see these clippings? Yes? I've got every advertisement that might be hot from all papers for a month before the forgery. I've got a hunch that one of these ads will lead us to the man who forged that check. You mean you intend to follow up all those leads? Yeah. Lord, man, that'll take you months. Nevertheless, it's all we have to go on. Well, if you want to wear your shoes out, it's up to you. Go to it, but I think you're wasting your time. Martin, uh, did you ever have a man living here who put this ad in the paper? Uh, that ad? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, there was a man living here who put that ad in the paper. A kind of a German-looking fella. Oh, well, what was his name? Oh, uh, well, let me see. Yeah, his name was, uh, Schaefer. Schaefer, huh? Is he, uh, is he in now? No, 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 he... Left here, uh, oh, I'd say about a month ago. Yeah. The uh, newspaper clipping advertises for a clerk. Uh, do you know if this Schaefer ever hired his man? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, nice young fella, too. Only thing I didn't like about him was that he spent his spare time at the pool parlor around the corner. Huh. Do you remember his name? Well, uh, I... Uh... Well, no, 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 but uh, I see him going in out of the pool parlor occasionally. You do, huh? Yeah. Now, Mr. Martin, uh, could you tell me what this young man looks like? I'd like uh, to have a nice little talk with him. Uh, 
Two bits, you don't make it. You're on. Oh, dear. There you are. Eight ball in the side pocket. Yeah. Pretty good shot, aren't you, young fella? Oh, fair. And better on Saturdays. Uh-huh. I'd, uh, look to talk to you for a minute. Mm, sorry, buddy. This is a big game. So is my game. Here, take a squint at this. I'm an officer. Oh, that's different. Take my cue, will you, Red? Sure. Suppose we step outside. All right. What's wrong? Now, uh, what's your name? Anderson. Wilbur Anderson. Mm-hmm. Ever worked for a fellow named Schaefer? Yeah. Uh, what did you do for him? Handled his correspondence, ran errands. Mm-hmm. Ever cash any checks for him? Yes, yeah, several. Big checks? Yes. Why? Did you uh, cash one for $10,000 at the Merchant's Bank about a month ago? Yes. Yeah. Say, we should let me in on this. I will. You know where Schaefer is now? No. He gave me two weeks' advance pay and let me go. Uh, when was this? About a month ago. Right after you cashed the check for 10000 huh? Yes. Why? Hmm. Well, looks like you'll miss your game on Saturday, Anderson. You'd better come down to headquarters with me. That check you cashed was forged. I'm convinced the kid didn't know anything about this, Captain. He thought Schaefer was on the up and up. Uh, what did you get on Schaefer? Nothing. We have no one in our records who answers to his description. Anderson says that Schaefer received some letters addressed to a Count von Braun. The name is probably a phony, too, but might be worth checking up. Von Braun? Yeah. Hmm. Wait a minute. There was a Count von Braun reported in the papers as sailing for Germany tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe I'd better look into this, Count. All right, but go easy. Remember, if he's a real count, we wouldn't dare throw him in the jug. Oh, I don't know. A count's no better than anybody else these days. Uh, where is that camera the homicide men left in here? Over there in the cabinet. Why? Well, I'm uh, making an investigation of all the hotels. I figure I might need it. Well, so long, Captain. I'm going big game hunting with a camera. <laughs> Count von Braun? Yes, he's registered here. Uh, that's him right over there with the lady in fur. Thanks. Uh, Count von Braun? Yes? I'm uh, Powers with the Chronicle. I'd like a picture of you and the Countess. Oh, no, my man. Sorry. No pictures. Uh, sorry, Count. Too late now. Thanks. <laughs> Hope you have a nice journey. Oh, he's American newspaper man. He drive on crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It's all finished, Captain. Anderson identified this picture of Count von Braun as that of Schaefer, for whom he worked. He did? Yeah. That means that this Count von Braun is a fake, and that he's the same guy who slipped the hot check over on Merchant's Bank. And I, I told you we'd get him. Well, I'm not so sure of that. I see where the Columbia's sailing four hours early. I doubt if you can make it. Oh, don't worry about me, Captain. I'm on my way. What's up? Don't stop me now. Where's the purser? Uh, this way. Uh, wait a minute. It won't be necessary after all. Here's the man I'm looking for. Uh, hello, Count. What? I'm uh, Powers from headquarters. I'm sorry, but you're under arrest for forgery. What? 
That's a lie. Maybe it is, but just a... Hey, hey, wait a minute. Oh, no, you don't. Come back here. Hey, stop him. Don't let that man jump. Stop him. Turn overboard. You're wrong, buddy. Make it two men overboard. Police headquarters. Okay, Powers. Hello, Tim. Send a car to pick Officer Powers and a prisoner up at Pier 47. And uh, take some blankets. They've been in swimming. Police headquarters. That that splash at the end of forgery was probably one of the very quietest splashes I've ever heard. Those guys must not have weighed much. Okay, other than riffing on the sound effects, this was not a great uh, two episodes for the police, particularly episode 11, where they were really trying to strong-arm a confession. And this gives you an idea of the type of media portrayals, as well as perhaps in some places the practices that gave rise to a lot of public cynicism about police. Plus, the whole case ends with uh, a reporter solving, and you wonder why the reporter doesn't have the radio show. Then in uh, the second episode, uh, that one I think went better despite them rushing through and starting to arrest somebody without actually determining what was going on. Apparently false arrest uh, suits were not a big concern back then. Um, but there are some definite better and enjoyable episodes later on, so just uh, continue hanging with us on this one. All right, well, uh, some listener comments uh, from Twitter. 
and uh, began with Talking Donkey uh, tweeting in, I heard you mention the possibility of airing Rocky Jordan. What a great series. And Aug King of Bastion says, Love uh, Rocky Jordan. Hope you add it to your lineup. And this was also uh, a tweet that was favorited by uh, Atwood underscore S-S-O-A. Um, and uh, I do appreciate your feedback. Rocky Jordan will definitely uh, be added, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. But as it's going to take two years to get through, we will need to find a really good space to air it in. But I appreciate your feedback on that. Uh, coming up this weekend, uh, we're going to bring you Diagnosis Unknown. It's uh, one episode of a summer replacement series. It's going to be about an hour, and it's a very interesting series. It appears to have been uh, recorded live for East Coast broadcast and then uh, rebroadcast on the West Coast. And so it's one of the last few of the uh, TV mysteries to have that live recorded feel to it uh, since it was from 1960. And there are some suggestions that uh, it, that it could have been a loose basis for the idea of diagnosis murder. So it'll be a good 50 plus minutes of uh, in, a video entertainment. So be sure and watch tomorrow for Diagnosis Unknown. And then join us on Monday for our last episode of Manhunt. And next Saturday, two more episodes of Police Headquarters. In the meantime, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net and follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives. Become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.